0: Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, it's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 277 for March 3rd, 2021. My name is Phil Pinsky, with me as always, Bill Lutz, Tim Sway. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter. Clingspore Woodworking Shop, Narwhal Labs, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, <coughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashir's, Paul Jackman. The boys over it maybe have said too much. Have they said anything in a while? I don't know. That's neither here nor there. Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Iso Tunes, Tim Holliner. Oh, that was good. And of course, Gangi and pop up Makerspace. How are we doing this again? Are we just uh, we launching are, into the weekly tip?
1: We were going to start with episodes one through three, season one, Battlestar Galactica.
2: Go.
0: i think i think i think uh pop pop would be thrilled with that (laughs) yeah i I, if i I remember
2: right greg is um he's ready to support us in any way shape and form to go ahead and get that going yeah our science
1: fiction uh side side hustle
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah we're gonna have to have a a separate band meeting i think uh maybe we'll have greg in on it see if he has any ideas or Actually, yeah. that, that about, would be the podcast. Battlestar would
0: be the, Podcastica.
1: The three of us nerding out on Battlestar Podcastica and we'll have Pop-Pop as the fourth voice is going, oh, God, this is so boring the whole time in the background.
0: Classic Cylon. <laughs> I know, you can't trust those Cylons. You can't trust them they look like us. This has all um, happened
1: before and this will all happen again, Phil.
0: <laughs> wow. So say we all. Uh, okay, you guys yeah. are okay.
2: you're wasting gold here.
0: Are we? Okay. Let's talk about some of those things uh, that, you know, we we do, that's part of. So, the first thing I want to talk about is Patreon. So, we just listed off Patreon. Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. That's how you join the list of heroes that I just listed off for $10 an episode. For as little as $1 an episode, you get access to the pre-show, as of course the heroes do as well, where we sort of... Come up with what it is we're going to talk about, and it's a little bit more, you know, inside baseball where you sort of hear how and what it is that we do to sort of put the show together, and it's it's actually a lot of fun and it's very interesting. Um, there's that, and there's definitely something I want to talk about, which is uh, leaving those five star reviews on iTunes. They're super important in sort of growing the listenership, the the, the listener base of the podcast. It's important that iTunes sees a lot of five-star reviews, and then it brings it up when people search for things like woodworking or making or whatever the case may be. And so it's just a huge help. costs you nothing. You go to our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, hit the link. It launches iTunes, and you leave that five-star review, and we will read it out in hurly-burly voices, which are very cool to hear. I'm trying to use very G-rated language.
1: For, for um, example – this week, yeah. we have a five-star review from Robert Rizzo, and he actually poses a really valuable question right in the title. I haven't read the review. I just read the title. Um, why only five is stars... It's amazing, but go ahead. He, he wrote, why only five stars, why not six? These three witty gentlemen have never ceased to enlighten, entertain, and make me laugh over the years. Yes, I've been listening for that long, and I'm finally giving them a rating and review. Well, you know, better late than ever. Um... You just can't be too hasty with such an important task.
2: <laughs> Maybe you should be John. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, uh, all right. I have I have felt the following for quite some time. Just getting around to saying it. Their special friendship and banter are a delight in today's crazy world we find ourselves in. I have picked up so many tips and been given so many ideas. Thanks to all three of you. And besides, I get to hear my name on their podcast keep up with the wonderful weekly, the wonderful weekly shows rob well that was you're right that was indeed a a genuinely wonderful five-star review i will actually give that a six-star review of that five-star yeah
2: and i'll say his name again robert rizzo thank you rob hey you guys notice a trend it seems like the last two maybe three reviews have been really nice don't have they met us. Yeah, they they must not have listened to the show before.
0: <laughs> I feel like maybe there was like an iTunes um, like mix up. Like they mixed up our podcast with something, you know, like a like a good one or something.
1: Right? Oh, that could be. Yeah. Yeah, that was all wood talk reviews that are accidentally getting posted to our page.
0: <laughs> you know what that is? That's called overflow. We're yeah. taking advantage of that. There's just so yeah. much, you know, that they're getting. Yeah. You know, like that, that really good falafel place that has a pretty crappy falafel place next door. Yeah. It's, like, it's too busy. I'll just go here. It's good enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, I could go for some falafel now. I'd even take bad oh, falafel. I'll tell you, the last, like, great, like, really great falafel that I had was in San Fran when I went to go visit Bill. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't there. Really, really good. I can't remember. was wasn't in the, that place. Uh,
2: that, but I don't remember you having a falafel. It wasn't. Was that it?
0: A... No, we had burgers.
2: Oh, yeah. You know what? I don't uh, (laughs) know. I can't eat burgers anymore. Um, I don't know if I've ever had a falafel. What is it? Shut up. Are you serious? You need to, like, you should probably go now. Honestly, we'll
1: just
0: cover. Yeah, yeah. Give us the standby phone. (laughs) Yeah. See, if you listen to the pre-show, you know what I was saying there.
2: Oh, yeah. That's some insider Mm -hmm. stuff for anybody that wants to uh, join Patreon. Uh, I think one of the reasons has kept me from wanting to ever have a falafel because it rhymes with awful.
0: Credits? What is it?
2: So is it a pastry? Is it a, is it a savory? A sweet? Or what?
0: No, they take chickpeas. They max. Okay, stop up.
2: right there. That's why I've never had a falafel.
0: Why? Done. Let me ask chickpeas. you Chickpeas? Okay, but have you ever had a garbanzo bean?
2: I once, and that was the last time I ever did that, too. There's nothing okay. right with garbanzo beans. First of all, the name sounds ridiculous.
0: Yeah, garbanzo beans and chickpeas are the same thing. They're just two different Mm -hmm. names. That was a test. You failed.
2: Yeah, I I was
1: never let them give you the flank steak. Make sure you get the London broil. Remember that, cabin (laughs) boy?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The old switcheroo. (laughs) Yeah, they're great. They're unbelievably good. Yeah, don't. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to again. uh, Is it a
2: sweet or a savory
1: food? Oh, it's like a, it's a savory. It's like a, like a sandwich. Okay. You know. I mean, it's well, like you a
0: replacement for meat.
1: Yeah, I mean, you. It's, I it's I like to have it like a sandwich where you get like the wrap. Basically, that's yeah, how I like it. To but some people, traditionally, it's more like you would eat it with a fork on a plate. I guess, but so the falafel your, itself is like a meat right substitute. Hand. What's that?
0: No, it's a meat substitute. Incorrect. Yes, it's a meat substitute. It's a protein.
1: I wouldn't call it a, a substitute for meat, but people do use it as a meat substitute. I mean, it's its own thing. You know, it's not like they're trying to make it
0: like meat. I think no, I was correct
1: in my yeah. assumption that it's pretty awful.
0: No, it's fantastic. It's it's
1: one of the best things you can eat, man.
0: It's like yeah. crazy good. I can't even... Tim, write that down. That's a new topic idea for next week.
1: What? How no. has Bill never had falafel? Is that, that's the next episode? That's or? the
0: one. That's the one. Like, how is that even possible? He lives in San Francisco.
2: I, I will, if, uh, if uh, things loosen up... <laughs> <laughs> I will make it a point to try and go have a falafel one of these days, but I don't How think I'm. Casey like it.
0: never dragged you to one of these. places? I know. I, she just I, gets. She, dude,
2: <laughs> I am so basic when it comes to food. I I just am. I don't like experimenting with weird stuff. I don't. It's
1: not weird. It's not weird. Like millions or billions of people have eaten it for hundreds of years. It's not like a weird thousands thing. thousands of years. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, who? Is it a is it a cultural food from what
0: culture? Yes, it's a it's a food of my people and other Middle Eastern people. Yeah, all yeah. I
1: wouldn't say it's just a Jewish food. It's a Middle Eastern food.
0: No, no, no. It's a Middle yeah. Eastern food for yeah.
2: sure. Okay. Well, I gotta say, I do like um, cradle do of like civilization.
1: Non.
2: It's a food that
1: goes back. Well, I mean, the second cradle of civilization. I don't
0: know. <laughs> a lot of labels you're throwing out there. Yeah, I am. I, don't know how to I am. them.
2: Yeah. Couldn't just, they have called it like the wonderful or something?
0: It's not English. <laughs>
2: Don't. <laughs> the, Jervis, the, H- no,
1: the Simpsons, we call them crunch patties.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. That was when they go to the uh, fast food expo. Yeah, so that Marge can buy a franchise and yeah. she'll end up buying the pretzels first. Yeah. And competing with, the, we heard you like pretzels. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, do we want to go right into our tip segment? Is that what we're doing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We lost. So, it, yeah, uh, the tip segment. So, our weekly tip segment is brought to you by our uh, segment sponsor IsoTunes, and uh, for those of you who have been, you know, living on the dark side of the moon, IsoTunes is the best hearing protection that also has Bluetooth, and you can talk and you can listen, um, and it's OSHA certified for no- noise reduction. Uh, you know, twenty-two to twenty-nine decibels, whatever that means. I use them in the shop. I know you guys use them in the shop. I They either have them as over-ear cans or you can have them as buds. I love my over-ear cans. I use them literally every time I'm in the shop. Like it's, Yeah. My <laughs> yellow one's retired. I, I gave them to my daughter. She uses them when she's in the shop with me. Otherwise, I got these orange things on my ears. They're super comfortable. And what I love to do is not even necessarily listen to anything, but I do pair them with my phone. So if a phone call or a text comes in, I'm aware of it, especially if I'm waiting for someone to call me and I'm trying to sneak in a couple of minutes in the shop. So it's, uh, I love them. I don't know if you guys have anything to say, but that's um,
1: I, I was gonna say, you mentioned that the dark side of the moon, um, you could also potentially be
2: living. Listening to the dark side of the moon album on your isotopes. Yes.
1: Or I was gonna right. say to be more, right. a little more topical than a reference to the 1970s Pink Floyd album, you could be listening to the ambient sounds of Mars because of the new Mars rover and the microphone that's on it. And if you have your isotunes Actually, I, I think we're missing an
2: opportunity here. Why couldn't they be listening to reclaimed audio on their isotunes? <laughs> <laughs>
0: because they should really be using their home theater for the yeah. best, most optimal, well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess they could be able to us.
1: Um, so uh, we have a, a, a contest going on right now for yeah. this tip segment. Um, and I don't think we got any submissions this week. Which is a little disappointing. Um, but so basically, Indeed. we are accepting tip submissions. You can email them to us either in text or as an audio recording. Just like hit record on your phone and send it to us at info at dot com. Is it reclaimedaudiopodcast.com com or just reclaimedaudio? reclaimed Reclaimedaudio
0: podcast.com. Podcast. I
1: got it right, yeah. yeah that's info at reclaimedaudio com. You send your tip review, uh, your tips there, and we will play some of them on this segment, and everybody that sends a tip in will be. Thrown into the pool for a drawing at the uh, end of what was it? End of April. That we're going to do a end drawing April, and give away yeah. a give away a pair of isotunes. So, uh, so th- go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say that's exciting. But the other exciting thing that, of course, is that every reclaimed audio uh, listener has access to the reclaimed uh, reclaimed ten. I think is the yes is the uh, coupon code. So reclaimed ten gets you ten dollars off of. Uh, you should write
1: this stuff down so we're not just guessing every time we
0: get the information. But it's, it
2: comes across. It takes authentic. away the ambiance. Yeah, but so I want to. I want to guess this. Last week, if I'm not mistaken, we encouraged people to not just try and win a pair of of ISO tunes by entering the tip segment contest. We actually said you should just go out and buy some and use our code. So the, I'm going to say, everybody, thank you. I know that's what you did. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that's what it was. No, everybody said, no, we're just going to buy some, we're going to support Reclaimed Audio, we're going to support tunes, we're going to support ourselves with the amazingness. And so, in that case, I do have a tip, um, I might have used this tip before, but I, it's a simple one and I actually used it uh, at work today and it just reminded me of how good it is. Um, when you are dealing with taking apart something that has small little parts that might be spring-loaded Put whatever it is inside of a gallon freezer Ziploc bag. Mm. So when it goes shooting out, you're good to go, and it's not shooting out across the shop. I mm. do that when I'm cleaning my guns. I do that when I'm uh, replacing um, uh, uh, the brushes on a, a little motor. I'm doing. I I do that all the time. But it's it's just a handy item. A lot of people might know it. Try it. Gallon freezer lock bag. That way you can see what you're doing. And when it goes bing and it flies out, you're like, ha <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> ha. Yeah. You did it's mention kinda that. It's kind of like a sandblaster cabinet. Yeah,
1: exactly. And you've mentioned that tip before, and it is a good one to re mention. And I actually learned that from you, and now I've, I have uh, I do that. But what I usually do is I, I don't have a Ziploc bag handy. So what I usually do is just throw like a towel over my hands, right? When I get to the last point, you don't need to see anymore. You know, because I don't need to see what I'm doing when it gets to the, you know, I, things that I know.
0: Or whatever, but
1: um, yeah, it's a good tip,
0: and then it feels like a magic act, you it, know? it's Ta-da! exactly like that. Ta da! Yeah. Yeah. Pull the rabbit out of the hat,
2: presto! <laughs>
0: Excellent! All righty, hey Rocky. <laughs> um, <laughs> not too often you get a bullwinkle reference, am I right? I was yeah.
2: waiting for you guys to catch that pop culture reference I did.
0: Yeah, yeah it was super, super recent and topical. Yeah, um. Let's go on to what we're working on. So I'm going to go, since Bill's looking at me like he's got a ton to say.
2: I do. Go ahead. I, ready, I got some.
0: Ready, steady, go. Okay. Tell us everything. Just a deluge of information. Go ahead.
2: Well, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to tell you what I'm working on, but not in the shop, at work. And then I'm going to rant a little bit about it because um, it just irritated the hell out of me today. So uh, the boss calls and she mentions... it's. So, I, let me see if I can frame this reference. Um, we have outside of the airport; it's on airport property. We have a, a storm drainage area that they somebody decided at some point that in order to test the water to make sure it's not toxic, they'll put a bunch of live plants and stuff in this thing, and then they fence it off. And it's imagine it's about I don't know, maybe a half a block long-ish. It's, it's a it's a big thing, right? But it's when it rains and stuff, it, it flows it flows through the city, through this little part, goes under this thing, into the airport, through the airport, out to the bay, right? So they, they monitor what the water if it's contaminated, and they have all these plants in there, whatever. They let these things grow terribly over the years, and I was complaining about it. Um, we need to do something about this, because what's happened especially over the last year, um, shall we say unhoused people, they find that as a little sanctuary because it's, you can't see down in there because it's so overgrown. And so, what they've been doing is they've been bringing all their garbage and things that just collects down. Anyway, so finally got them to do something about it because it's not safe for them, it's not safe for us, whatever. So, they clear most of it out and they hired uh, uh, some contractor to come out and actually get in, like Earth Mover. I mean, just because there was so much nasty and overgrownness and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So that's fine. And I told the boss, I, I said, just make sure that when the landscapers come in to do their cleanup to try and, you know, on the outsides of it, of this little gated area, make sure they don't leave any garbage behind. And I showed her a specific area. I says, there's, they're telling me they're going to cut down this tree, and it's way on the opposite side of this thing where there's a dumpster. Said, so when they cut down this tree, don't let them leave it here because they're going to not like having to drag it all the way out onto the street, around the corner, into the dumpster that's over there. I, I, I know these guys, these particular landscapers. They're lazy. And, and that's not true because landscaping is just labor and it, you can't be a lazy landscaper. But anyway, yeah. I, I know if they can get away with something, they're going to get away with something, right? So lo and behold, six months go by and the boss texts me and he says, hey, so is that dumpster need to be dumped? If it has room in it, could you go? I think there's a couple branches on the other side over there. Could you go pick those up? Now, I have taken Taz's... Uh, advice lately and I've decided not to argue with the boss anymore because it just doesn't matter and I make good money and I say my piece and I let it go so I know she knows that it's not just a couple branches it's literally a tree they chopped it down at the bottom it fell over and then they went through the chainsaw and they cut like six foot sections of the trunk into Two to three man manageable pieces, and then they cut all the, the other stuff. And it's just this big pot. It's a tree. It's not a few branches. It's a whole tree. It was like a twenty foot tree, and now it's lying on the side, and it's all dried and stick. So anyway, I had to clean that up by myself today.
0: What kind of and tree?
2: I don't care. Okay,
0: cool. I don't oh, care yeah. what
2: kind of tree it was. It was a pokey tree. I can tell you that much because yeah. every time I because they got all the light stuff on top of the 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 big log, so you got to kind of reach in to grab it, and it's just it was just an awful chore <laughs> to do. Hmm. Hmm. However, my, my idea was that, you know what? It doesn't matter because I didn't get paid less money to do this. Um, it wasn't something I wasn't capable of doing. It was physically laborious and that's fine because I'm trying to be more active anyway. So I, I basically got it all done. Then I got down to the last like four sections of where they use the chainsaw to cut part of the trunk off. And this is probably a good 10 inch diameter tree. And I just couldn't lift it by myself. So I did get to go get the backhoe (laughs) and block traffic and and, and pick it up and toss it in a dumpster and squish stuff down. So that part was all good. But that was what I was working on today. So um, just, yeah, I I was proud of myself for the fact that I knew as soon as she said this that she was basically, I don't know, if she forgot. I know she didn't forget. Or she was just trying to smooth it over and she was waiting for me to give her flack for it. It's like it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, you should have the people that made the mess. I said, you know what? I got it. I got you, whatever. And I did it and I felt better about it when it was all done. And other than ranting here, I actually, I feel good. Then I came home and, you know, I, I did my Bob workout in the garage. And uh, yeah, so that's oh, what that's I was doing good. today. That's so what that I was doing So that Bob today.
0: thing is probably very, very cathartic for that kind of thing. Like just like beat the crap out get of it him out. instead of your boss. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It,
2: it, was, it, it is because when you get to anything that you can do where you have to, you kind of have to empty your mind in order to just concentrate on, you know, because when you're working a heavy bag or or a piece of equipment like this, you don't want to just willy-nilly throw punches because you don't want to hurt your wrist. You don't want to, you know what I mean? So you do got to kind of pay attention. So just empty out everything, let it all go, get that out. Next thing you know, you're tired, you're huffing and puffing, especially me, I'm old and fat. So it was great. So that's what I was working on today. I was working on just getting out some aggressions and not being a jerk. And I like not being a jerk. It makes me feel better about myself. There you
1: go. Excellent
0: tremendous tim
1: um yeah i am back in the shop and uh you know working which is good um of course i'm working on some guitars that are i'm getting closer to completion um and i'm starting to think about the next batch of guitars i'm gonna make and you know i have some some clients and stuff lined up uh to start working on i was kind of like a little overwhelmed and so i kind of put that on hold you know but now i'm like oh okay i'm gonna need More work soon, which is, you know, exciting to kind of get going on some new stuff. And I'm trying to, like, I've been lucky that I've been having a lot of interesting people reach out to me with some different things that are going to push me to do some different things, you know, which I kind of like. But so, in the meantime, um, I started designing (laughs) uh, a guinea pig (laughs) house. Here we go. Because... um, like, we have in the their little habitat, I don't like to call it a cage, you know, but it is. But it's at their habitat. They have, like, this little, it's called a pigloo is, like, what they're normally called. It's like an igloo that the pigs go in and they kind of hide. It's like a translucent plastic. But sometimes they need their own space because there's two of them. So we always just put, like, a shoebox that we cut up in there. And so they have, like, this, you know, shoebox they go into. And they like it because they like to chew on the cardboard and everything. Um, so last mm-hmm. night I noticed that the shoebox was, like, just completely, like, nothing left to it. It had been so chewed up and it was, like, falling apart. So instead of grabbing another shoebox, I said, I'm going to make a little house. And so using the same sort of system that I used to make uh, the guinea pig tanks with these like slotted tabs and cardboard, I just literally took the tabs off of my guinea pig tanks and then built this little sort of like a woodshed style, like, you know, a higher roof on one side than the other little sort of eight inch by 12 inch little box that puts, you can kind of put it together with these tabs. And I made this little house, got little windows and stuff. And put that in there today, which is a lot of fun because that was something that I've been wanting to start experimenting with for potential growth for that business is to make Right. Mm. I was thinking I about like that's. modular um, huts and houses, like so where you can maybe buy like a like the one house and then have little tunnels that you could buy and attach to it, you know, mm. maybe make it like a system. But then I was also thinking that it shouldn't be cardboard, it should be maybe like a, a real light plywood, mm. you know.
2: So don't call me crazy here, um, but uh, I know because my my daughter and her family got guinea pigs mm-hmm. um, and they talked about them eating the cardboard. Is there, and if there's not, here's an opportunity for you. You're welcome in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a cardboard that they can eat that would actually be good for them? Made out of well, that's a really good dried, question. dried fig leaves or something. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are all sorts of products like that that are made for them to chew on that are, you know, like hay-based and whatnot, but not necessarily, right. like, all the houses are always just built out of cardboard or, like, wood. I said plywood, but I meant wood because you don't want to chew the glue in the plywood, you know. Um, right. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if we could make some kind of, like, broccoli-based substrate.
2: I, I'm not kidding, because <laughs> you know? I know there there's... there's soy um, glue.
1: Like, yeah, soy I glue I saw years hay. ago,
2: I saw a baby a baby toy that was actually it was like a cardboard toy you know because babies always put things in their mouth and it was actually it wouldn't hurt them if they ate it
0: yeah huh. yeah.
2: Makes why sense. not make it good
0: for them right
2: yeah made out yeah. of spinach leaves or broccoli stems or something
0: I love that idea I know I've been anyway. dying for a solution to feed cardboard to my children so I'm sure this makes total sense
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're it's welcome in advance tr- transcends the uh, the pet market right uh, And then yeah that, yeah
0: this is yeah
1: yeah, and th- the other thing I've been working on um, is uh, I think I mentioned last week that I was kind of like when I was home, I was like kind of developing this. I have this tool idea that I've been kind of yes. developing, and I've been kind of working on. I'm going to show you two guys, but I'm going to ask you to not describe it yet. But it's just like a little fun teaser for me. But I'm going to show you that this is basically what I want to have happen. So you can see what we have here. This oh, yeah. way and this way for it's like a I'm going to ask you why is it pink? It's <laughs> it's like a it's like a measuring tool that I'm developing, um, and so my thought was like first I was modeling it out of uh, on the the three D printer, and yeah. and then um, you know because it's, cause it's like kind of getting an idea I figured it should be made of metal, but then it starts to get expensive, and then I was like well maybe I like uh, maybe I'll machine a prototype on my CNC and then talk about getting it plastic injection and I ended up the one I'm holding here I've made a whole bunch of these now the one I'm holding here I actually cut out of um, acrylic on my laser, and so what this means is that if if this this is a tool now that I, I think I can manufacture myself, which would be fun, and it would be a nice accompaniment to my square, you know, as like a, another measuring.
2: Tool. I, I can see I can see where that would be a handy little tool. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, for like uh, guitar making, because what I what I found that is that, like, I use my digital calipers all the time, my three-inch ones from BR. <laughs> and, um, and... Uh,
0: it, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But there's,
1: there's things I know. <laughs> uh, there's things about that that they can't measure for me. There's certain places they don't reach because of the limitations of them. And so, like, I had that idea, kind of like, it's almost like an extension, like a longer version of that or a smaller version of a T-square or whatever. But, but um, so, you know, for, like, people that do little things... You know, make little things where you're measuring to the 32nd of an inch and stuff or the millimeter, you know. Right. So, so that's uh, has like been it. fun. That's been fun to, to work on. Like, it's all about getting the pressure right. Like, I have a little piece of bent uh, yeah. spring steel in there to sort of hold it, you know, the tent, but it's not quite there yet, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Huh. And I love that well process. Well kind of. I mean, I probably should have gone last, but it kind of ties into our topic. Because um, this is sort of one of my things. But why don't you go, Phil, and then we'll circle back.
0: So are we talking about what we did at work today? Is that, is that our theme? What are you up to? I, uh, I'm doing a go-live for an ERP implementation. So if anybody doesn't know what that is, is that um, well, ERP is basically the software that manages your business. So I like to give it the analogy, implementing an ERP for a business is like changing a flat on a car that's still driving. So they basically mm. need to use it the entire time while you're driving or right. while they're operating. And there's always something like, uh, this broke or that broke, or, you know, what's going on with this? How do we fix that report? How do we enter orders? There's so all you these are things.
2: technically the check engine light of business or the low tire yeah. pressure
0: light. Yeah. <laughs> None of these things sound complimentary, but I'm going to take them anyway. <laughs> Anyways, so all to say it's been like last week was a very stressful week. We're getting a little better now, but it, it's, it's been pretty intense. Um, that being said, on the maker rating side of things, thank you, Bill, um, I made a chair with my daughter oh, this cool. weekend. We, we finished oh, yeah, it you are
2: talking you? about that. Hmm.
0: It's physically built, but we need to plug the screw holes and we need to paint it. We're going to paint it like either white or like a very, very light pink and it's a cool like reclining reading chair, like for her. Although it supports my weight, it's just tiny, but makes me feel like a giant. So it's, I guess it's a win-win. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay. And uh, and what else did I make? I think I felt like I made something else. Oh yeah, I, I I pretty much I finished up the enclosure for that lab bench power supply. I just have to actually wire up the electronics part of it. But uh, yeah, it was a good good little break that I had. My daughter's the one who like in the whole house. She's the only one who wants to do stuff with me in the garage and I'm fine with that. I think it's great. I love it. Uh my son is just super involved in Fortnite right now. That's all he wants to talk about. is Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite.
2: Mhm. We tried to warn you, but it's finally
1: uh, Vance is finally losing some interest in Fortnite and he's back to Minecraft again, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and also Roblox, uh, he goes in and out. He's he kind of goes in and out between
0: the three of them. But I don't it's don't get Roblox.
1: Um, I don't get any of them. So,
0: oh, well, I get Minecraft and I get well,
1: I, Fortnite. Minecraft I
0: kind of get. And, I mean, it's well, but, Emmy loves that one too.
1: Yeah, I mean Roblox is it's sort of like. Um, uh, like a second life almost for kids you know what i mean you
0: have an avatar oh, and, no. But like okay. club
1: penguin back in the day when Maddie was a, was Vance's age that was like a disney platform you probably don't know that cuz your kids weren't born yet but um yeah maybe
0: not
1: yeah club penguin was like a uh, you know, you would have you'd be these little penguins that would walk around and you could meet your friends there and you can make friends and and interact and there were games and stuff to play but so that's kind of what roblox is like but a little more sophisticated and of course there's still places you can shoot at people in it so that makes makes everybody happy, because if you can't shoot, what's the point in playing, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm with you. I'm right there with you. Um, I actually, ha- it, like, it's a group of dads um, who I'm friends with, who are, our kids are all friends. We decided, we need to see what's going on with this game. So we are we're playing tomorrow night as a group. A Fortnite? So, or? Yeah, four yeah. dads are playing Fortnite. I mean, that's what we told our wives. We know what Fortnite's about. We're just going to have a good time. Yeah. Um... So that should, be, that should be cool. I'm actually really looking forward to that. Um, and I think that's everything that I made this week, so let's move on.
2: Okay. You know, real quick, um, I, I the, the hours are getting longer. The light is staying light longer and getting light earlier. The weather's changing. I'm starting to feel that itch to get back in the shop. Mm-hmm. This is no. going to sound silly. We were at the store the other day, and we need a cutting board in case he picked <laughs> out this nice wooden cutting board. And I went, you know... No, no. I'm, I'm going to make one. <laughs> so stay tuned. Who knows?
0: Amazing. Yeah, nothing no. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, let's move on to our next segment because we're super professional. Topic this week. Boom. Tim, tell me what the topic is.
1: <laughs> Ten ways to spice up your shop life, and you'll never believe number seven.
0: <laughs> okay, so we actually wrote down some ideas before. We're not just coming up with this on the fly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're gonna do a little round robin.
1: Right. the The idea was, I just thought it'd be funny to do a title that was like one of those, like, kind of, you know, clickbaity type things uh, you know of these lists and um but i was thinking like in all seriousness like what are some things uh that you you know you can do in your shop not necessarily to make you better at what you're doing but just to make it different and interesting because like for me personally uh you know i've been making a lot of guitars which is great like that's what i love to make you know but then i always kind of have to have something else going on that's not related to what i'm doing just to keep my my brain spinning or whatever and that's this little tool i was just showing you guys that's like my number one for the thing is is design a tool or a jig uh to make your work life better right so everybody Mm -hmm. no matter what you make there's probably something maybe maybe i don't know maybe it's just me but i always find like there's the tools that i have are lacking like there's always like like there's like I wish there was another way to hold this, or I wish there was another way to measure that, or I wish there was another way to cut this. Like I always find myself, and usually I don't have an idea. Like it's just you know it's just like oh well I have to do that. That's a lot of work. I wish it wasn't so hard. But then you go do it right. Um, yeah. But like to it's some like a chore. Yeah. to s- sometimes like the, the the thought exercise of seeing if you can like solve that, you know, and make it easier or create a jig or a tool is like a great way to sort of spice up your your workflow.
2: Yeah. I think that's a lot more applicable um, if you're doing more repetitive stuff and not necessarily like, sure you know, um, assembly work, but like you're making a lot of guitars. So there's probably a lot of things that while you're it's like, you know what, if I just, if I had this thing that did this thing, that would be easier. So you, cause you know that because like on the third, on the fourth, on the fifth one that you're doing, Phil, I'm sure you felt the same way when you're making uh, whiskey boxes, whiskey boxes yeah. left and right. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I see what you're saying, but I ha- do have one example. So um, Emmy, my daughter, has been in the shop with me recently, and she's right. like, she wants, she wants to get in there, she wants to do stuff. So um, she want, I get, I thought, I figured the safest way for her to cut anything was with a handsaw. So uh, one of those Japanese saws that I have, that's a pull saw, but like she doesn't know how to start and stop and like get a perfect straight cut or whatever. I barely do. So, I made a, um, a bench hook, right, and so it's almost like a mini miter box, and so you put the saw inside the fence of both sides of it, and it just basically guides the cut of the saw, mm. and I'll hold the workpiece real tight in there, and then she can cut it properly. So, I made a jig for something I probably don't ever need to make again for right, myself. Right, that's excellent, but, yeah. but this was cool, but also now she loves using the band saw, and that one's relatively safe as long as I'm sort of guiding half the cut, and I'm like keeping it focused, but initially that thing was really good because it was a jig and uh and not necessarily for something repetitive
1: mm. yeah exactly that's you know and, and one of the thoughts that comes to my mind is like like doing fret work on on the guitar is like one of the most tedious parts of the job and i'm always experimenting with ways to speed that up or make it better you know and mm-hmm. you know just like just because you have to like tape off the entire fingerboard just that like you know the first couple times I did it I would cut the tape into thin strips and put it on either side of the fret and then I discovered I could just tape over the fret and so then cut the tape away then it's uh, well maybe I could run the tape the long way instead of the short way but that didn't work as good so I'm back to the long like just to kind of keep it fresh and like not settle like well this is the only way to
0: do it there's always another way you know yeah I also realized I misunderstood our topic oh I thought we were just gonna say like cool, fun tips for the shop that could make it a more enjoyable experience.
2: That's exactly well, they product. are. That's that's yeah. exactly what we're doing. So my uh, just so you know, like here's something uh, that I've done forever. I know Pacuto has done it to the nth degree. I like saying the word nth when I can. Yeah. Um, uh, add carpet to your shop, right? Mm-hmm. I. Don't have now, but usually uh, at the airport, especially people would move out of their hangar and they have like a throw rug, like a big throw rug, and they're gonna they set it on the side of the hangar to be thrown away. And I'll bring it home. I I put it in my shop. I, I'll weld over by it. Just got to make sure you don't catch the carpet on fire. I mean, adding carpet to your shop feels better on your foots. It just does when you're standing there over and over. I have a long runner carpet that I have that goes behind my workbench where I'm standing all the time. I know you can get the foam pads and stuff, but just carpet alone, I don't know what... It spices it up. There I had a go. parquet. The last it. one I had was like a parquet pattern. <laughs> like a really nice rug that I had in here, but it was free to me, so when I finally chewed it up enough, I was able to get rid of it. But uh, even the... Like the industrial uh, uh, carpets that you like, the the service to come by and replace them. You can get those things pretty big size. You can buy them at the big box stores, and they're they're rubber backed and they're sturdy. But yeah, put a little carpet in your shop, especially if you're just doing woodwork and you're not doing metalwork. You don't have to worry about it. I, you know, I, you sweep it up or you vacuum it up. It doesn't matter if you get sawdust and wood chips on it. But it it just it makes your it feels nice. It makes your shop feel a little nicer.
0: For sure. I mean, a nice rug could really tie the room together. Ties the room you know? together.
2: Uh, it absolutely ties, to it. ties the room together.
0: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the biggest Lebowski. There it is. Yeah. Um, so, what did I write down? I wrote down, um, I don't know, maybe this one's like passe or whatever. I know that we sort of go through these like trends of stuff that we do, but, and maybe this one's over, but I really like it. The tool wall with the holders. I love the tool wall and having all of those tools with those individual holders are like exactly where I want all my tools to be. Um, <laughs> and this earlier this winter when I was building the, the rinks, I had a lot of tools in toolboxes because I was bringing them with me to the job site. And I kind of like at the end of that ring thing, I was like, maybe I don't want a tool wall. Maybe I do want all my stuff in toolboxes. And then I was like, nah, that's only good if you're mobile. If you've got a shop and you're there. Like the tool wall is great. You just turn. Okay, I want this. Take that down, and then. But it also makes you put stuff back because there's like this empty space where you know the tool belongs, and it was. That's the way I am. And, uh, anyways, that's my, I guess tip three. I
2: I have a little bit of a tool wall, and it was part of the garage when because I'm in a rental house, um, and it's so crammed full of stuff, and I utilize it a lot. My dream shop will have a good tool wall with the hole boards and the little things that go on it and it's going to be and i'm going to go all out and i'm going to paint over the tool so it leaves a shadow of where the tool goes or something you know what i mean yeah so i I agree with you doing it doing it up and doing it right um is sexy it definitely makes your shop i love it just just to
1: scratch my own itch on this set your tool wall up and then shine a really bright spotlight in one spot, like off to the side, so it actually casts a legitimate shadow, then trace all those shadows. Oh, and then you're Then take genius, all the tools yeah. off and paint those in so the so the light direction is in the same, the proper, they all make sense.
0: What an artiste. Okay.
2: That's that's why we keep him on the podcast, because he's got that eccentric, weird... Oh, wait, no, no, no. I mean, um, uh, smart. You're smart, yeah. That's the word.
0: Clever. That's the word you I would use the clever.
2: Uh, uh, fr- clever. For number four, I'll play off of that
1: and just put down the reorganize the the shop, you know, um, kind of a thing. Like sometimes like you have your tool wall, but kind of like that same thing about, well, what's another way I can do this? Is like, look at it like, well, what's another way I could I could sort these tools? You know, like is there, you know, because what will happen, you, you build your tool wall, but then six months later, you realize you don't use this tool as much as this new one you got five months ago that got sh- put up in the top left corner. You know, so sometimes mm-hmm. that kind of like reinvesting into your your workflow can be a way to sort of sort of uh liven things up a little bit short one
0: i've um i've actually upgraded certain holders over the years so i made initially i had a a little rack for my three chisels that i use i have a quarter half inch and three quarter inch and i had and it wasn't really very good but it was good enough it was working Recently, I rebuilt the tool holder, and I'm way happier with it. Mm. And and so, like that, that tool wall is not something that has to live forever exactly as it is. If you find that a holder isn't working or the placement of it isn't working, upgrade it. Move well, it.
1: Well, if you painted the
0: shadow, that's it. Yeah, it's permanent at that point. That's true. So you never could do it again. Yeah, that is a that is. Or a you can
2: take them all off, repaint the whole thing, and start over again. That's fine.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, No, I don't want to do that. So what about you, Bill? So what
2: Uh, For number, what are we, six, five now? Number five now, yeah. All right, so I do this now and again. I, I should do it more because I love it when I do it. I absolutely feel manlier, sexier, makerier, whatever. How often do we clean our cars, right, the inside? What do we do? We scrub it, we get it really super clean, and we armor all everything, make it nice and shiny, and then you wipe it all down so it's not too slippery. I do that with my plastic tools. I will take my cordless drill, and I will clean it, scrub it, get all the scuffs and everything off that I can every now and again, and then I will shine it up. I will literally armor all my my plastic tools to to make them look newer again. You get all these old, beat-up tools, even though they don't look brand new, but they look way newer than when you started um huh. it feels good it's, I, it's i'll organize them all on top of where they go it's just it's dude it literally never
1: even crossed my mind yeah to, to clean yeah. any of those tools yeah.
2: so
0: you I, clean I, your I'm, car you're saying
2: yeah what is that tell me about this
0: <laughs> you painting with a broad brush there my man
2: I, now we're, we're talking about 10 things to spice up your shop right yeah yeah do you remember how fun it was when you opened up your new your new cordless drill or your new yeah. tools, yeah,
0: and like you set them yesterday. on the
2: shelf, and then you look at them. You know, a, a month later, a, a year later, and they're they're kind of they're dull, shall we say? They're they're, they're dulled with dust and scuffs and love and work and and all the sweat and blood that you put into your projects. Make them make it that original feeling again, like when you open it up and it's new. Plus, I like the way you get the scented armor all. it makes the shop smell nice. Well, I agree to disagree on
1: that. I mean,
0: they're not all going to be winners, but there's some tips here. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let me see what my next one is. Okay, I have to combine two of mine because they're a little too similar. Mm-hmm. So um, I had running a, like a retractable compressed airdrop on top of your workbench, and I guess running an electrical extension cord that's retractable on top of your workbench as well. So it's sort of like fixed to the ceiling, and so you can just pull down a pneumatic drop or pull down an electrical that for your sander or for anything else like that so that cords are Harbor aren't Freight everywhere. has made
2: access to both of those things very accessible because if you buy the industrial ones, that's a that's an investment. Those aren't cheap. But yeah. You, yeah. So but, but for Harbor light Freight, duty
0: stuff, and especially the electrical ones, so that you'd like yeah. you don't have to have a sander plugged into a wall near you or even an extension cord on the ground. It's mm. gonna like I'm saying it like I've already done it. I haven't done it, but I will because I love the idea of it. I find now I, I have. I,
2: I still have. Always have uh, an extension cord that's plugged into an outlet on the ceiling. Yeah. Not not the drop down, but I have the extension cord, and that's what I run most of my projects with. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's up there right now. I mean, that's but just. You've just that's folded a great it up idea. and tucked it away, right? Yeah, I mean, I just I yeah. just loop it, and then I have a big bicycle hook, right? And I just set it on the bicycle hook, and it keeps it out of the way. But yeah, having the retractable one is that's a great mm. idea. And I thought about it you know multiple yeah. times like I should do that and I'm like well it's not my shop nah, nah, nah. and I've only got like seven foot ceilings
0: <laughs> yeah but you could take that with you too but you also oh, have no, the no, I, know. I, I don't disagree with that
2: it. I like the idea I think it's great yeah. especially mm-hmm. the air hose thing
0: yeah, yeah. I, have I think a... the pneumatic would be a little harder to do especially since a lot of garages already have an outlet for the garage door opener on the ceiling
2: yeah right it does
1: make life right, easier so that makes
0: it easier yeah uh, but the pneumatics like to run a, yeah that would be interesting I think Probably the more expensive of the two. But yeah, anyways, I, I probably will start with the electrical one. Yeah.
1: You're I, gonna use that more anyways, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah I you know. agree.
1: The uh, I got lucky that I have a six by six beam holding up my roof right through the middle of my bench, so I put an outlet right on that. But,
0: <laughs> but uh,
1: before that then I good. used to do that in my home shop. I used that ceiling garage door outlet quite a bit. Yeah. You know? Never thought of putting I anything my table well. too. Yeah. It's a good idea. Um okay, uh number eight. Let me see Uh, here. Revisit an old project you made and make it again. Uh, So, like, maybe, like, something from, like, your first couple years of, like, woodworking or maybe even something when you were a kid that you made. I thought that would be kind of interesting to do. Like, I have, like... That's a
2: stretch. That's going back a long ways for me.
1: Well, Or it could just be something you made, like, maybe your first cigar box guitar. You know what I mean? Like, or something like that, something more recent. Like, I'm just thinking about, like, Phil was talking about his uh, chair you know that he made Mm -hmm. and I was thinking about a chair that that I made that I really liked that like I know I could make better now you know like it'd be it'd be fun to like if you're just like looking for an excuse to sort of step out of your wheelhouse maybe step back in time to to remind you of
0: how far forward you've come I love that I love that Yeah, that's a good one Tim in my garage I keep the first box I ever made and I keep, like, a bunch of crap in it. But the point is it's up on the shelf, and every once in a while i pull it down, and I go, exactly what you said. I guess I have come pretty far, like, because this is crap. But – and I can do a much better job now. So – but it, I think it's good to keep humble, you know, and, and these things are grounding.
2: Yeah. I've showed you guys this before. I do actually have the first thing I ever made. And, Phil, this might be something you'd be interested in. I made this for Mother's Day. My cousin helped me make it and.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I remember that. You showed us that uh, years ago. So it's, Is that you? It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a picture huh. of Bill when he was a a young... You're a good-looking uh, kid, Bill. Six, young prisoner, it looks like. Six years old. Six years yeah, old but yeah, So he made a, a wooden frame.
2: That's wood, I'm assuming. It's a wooden plaque, basically. Yeah. With, and, uh, and my cousin helped me do it. And you, you, We glued a picture of me to it, and then we shellacked the whole thing over mm. and did a burn around the edges on the picture and scalloped the edges of the, the plaque... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, something like that for your maybe you and your daughter she can make something for mommy for mother's days coming up isn't it
0: there you go hmm. yeah I don't know I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I do like that though that's a cool project yeah um, yeah e- Emmy has a whole list of things that she wants to do. she's like okay next weekend this is what we're doing yeah okay she's a real slave driver that one but she l- loves it so mm. Well, does, means. does
1: she have like a list is she writing them down
0: you don't want to look in her notebooks, but I'm sure she's dedicated at least a notebook. For the longest time, the only thing she ever wanted to get as presents were, were notebooks. Oh, so she's a writer. Interesting. She's a Yeah. And, I, like, she I, will – she's five, and she's just, like, learning how to, like, yeah. read and write right now. But when – and she's super passive-aggressive. So when she wants something, she will write down a note and give it to me like it's hot off the presses. So tonight she wrote, like – I don't know, like, late bed, please. <laughs> and she spelled it completely incorrectly, but I read it. I knew exactly what she was saying. I was like, no, take this back. You're going to bed early. And it's just, it's hysterical. <laughs> like she passes me these notes like instead of telling official. me what she wants. Yeah, so now... You and can't she does say- it with her friends. And I'm like, Emmy, you can't tell your friends, like, do you want to be friends with me? Yes or no? And she'll hand her friend a note like that. I was like, one, Savvy can't read that, and two don't be creepy just ask her the question (laughs) so i'm trying to train the passive aggressivity out of her i don't know all right um bill's turn go ahead bud
2: all right so i have down next um and is again something i used to do maybe i will again now it seems to be all the rage um shopware get yourself an apron get yourself uh something (laughs) snazzy to put on in the shop uh A good shop apron really does make you feel like an official maker. Yeah. It just does. I haven't worn one for years, but I I had a job where I wore one because it was just so perfectly handy. It's like it's so much better than a tool belt will ever be to have an an actual shop apron. It just is. Depending upon what you're doing. Maybe if you're standing up on top of a three-story framed house, you need your tool belt. But uh, if if you want to feel sexy in the shop, and you want to spice up that shop a little bit, um, yeah, dress for success, baby. Get that nice leather apron, shop apron. There's a lot of people making them now. There's a lot of people uh, t- showing you how to do it. It will get you into maybe a little leather work, uh, which might be fun in the shop. Everybody, Red Smith, Jimmy, I, I can't think of all the guys uh, that, that do some amazing leather work for tool belts and aprons and knife sheaths and all kinds of stuff but a shop apron a good shop apron it will make you feel legit i, I akin it to uh putting on a white lab coat and thinking you're a doctor
0: yeah i mean act as if right that's the mm. and I, I agree with you uh, i love my shop apron actually jeff shaw made me one out of denim and it's great Um, But recently, I watched a video by – you probably have never heard of him. His name is Scott Turner. Um, And (laughs) he just did a video about – I don't know. He made some stuff. But he showed his collection of sewing machines. I don't know if you saw that one because he made a bunch of, like, totes and holders and and, uh, tool bags and stuff. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should get a sewing machine. But the last one, the one that he used, which was like the, the walking step kind so that you can do things like leather and mm-hmm, thicker mm-hmm. canvas. Because I was, I, I don't know if I'm ready to get into leather work, but I could definitely work with like oiled or waxed canvas to make.
2: Oh, absolutely. A, an apron or yeah.
0: Stuff like that. So uh, maybe keep my eye on something like that. I, I have a. Or uh, vegan resistance.
2: Tim Sway Carolina shoe material. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. Hey, what is that?
1: It's a fake leather. You know, it's Naga Well, I mean, I guess nobody calls it Naga anymore, but uh, it's just a fake leather. It is petroleum-based, but we use a a greener one. You know, it's still petroleum-based. But um, Mm -hmm. I I have a... They call it an industrial sewing machine, but it just looks like a regular sewing machine. And um, Mm -hmm. it's a Singer. You know, it was like... They're like 120 bucks. Like, they're not, like, that expensive. Um, Maybe probably a little more than that now, but I got it from when I did that TV show, and... I it's like on my list like that could actually be one of the things on this list like learn to sew you know it's like totally mm,
0: yeah um,
1: but that's all you need like I mean you're not going to do leather with it but I did like um, I had to do some repairs or some changes rather to my denim this heavy denim uh, cushions that we I put in my truck um, I had someone that knows how to sew make these slip covers but then I had to do something different on the back for the way i was going to make it attached to the y to sew this big channel on it for like a basically like a french cleat type thing blah 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 but um, two layers of denim like no problem with this just what they call an industrial it's just the same size as a regular sewing machine easy to get that's what you need because then you could sew. it's
2: probably just geared lower or something you know just like a drill press you can adjust the gearing on it
1: uh yeah there's um you can put different size needles in it so they actually make yeah. mm-hmm. like you have to get the thicker needles to use it like that, but um, but it Does it have the
0: walking feet or it's just a straight up and down? with ju- a rigid.
1: No, it walks. It it kind of. Oh, it walks. Yeah, it walks. It's got the you know the bobbin and the two little things, and it just like sort of, you know. Yeah, no, they're huh. they're wicked cool. Like sewing machines are sewing machines are wicked cool, and I, they absolutely are. They're on my list. Like I every yeah. time I use it, I'm like. Like I spend like four hours screwing things up and then I finally get a somewhat straight line and I'm like, that's so cool. I want to do this. But then yeah. I just I just don't have the time, you know. Yeah. But it's I mean, on my list. It's
2: another one of those tools too that uh, it's a wintertime tool, right? Because you, it doesn't make a whole lot of noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use dusty. it in the, in, you can use it. Yeah, it's not dusty. You can use it in the house if you actually, if you have, I mean, people have sewing room. You know what's funny right now? This is another one of those times when because uh, I know some of our listeners do know what they're doing with the sewing machine, and they're sitting back just laughing at us trying to muddle yeah. through talking about sewing. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, I never, but I what never we're also doing is making it more accessible for other beginners. Yeah, yeah, probably. Oh yeah, I if similar.
2: the three of us, excellence personified, are willing to try <laughs> something new, then of course, a beginner. <laughs> the should holy feel,
0: trinity of rookiness. Yeah. I had
2: <laughs> when
1: I made um. I made those guitar straps where I had the the strap parts made overseas at a at like a, a fair trade type place, but um, I had to make a bunch of extra ones that didn't have the tabs. Um, so I like that was like kind of like a goal for myself. It's like when I sell out of the ones that I have now, and they're not selling super fast, but that's fine. Um, uh, to make like finish the rest of them, so like that's like mm-hmm. my little challenge to myself, you know. Uh, otherwise, they are just gonna sit there and do nothing. Or do something with them at least. If it's not a seatbelt, maybe it's gonna be like a weave a chair or something. I don't know, but but um, yeah, I was trying to I'm always trying to like look for yeah, I never thought of taking it home. I'm gonna do that, man. I'm gonna like just like take it home sometime and like mess around with it on the weekend or something. Yeah. So little like pocket protectors or something.
0: <laughs> okay, next, I think that was eight. Here's nine. Hmm. Um add drawers. Hmm. So I have workbenches and stuff. And they're all empty on the bottom, and I find them less useful than they could be. And I would like to, if I keep this workbench, or I make a new one, I will be adding drawers because that's infinitely more useful than just a big empty, like a big open shelf. Because you have done, like stacking things on top of things; it all gets all dusty. That's my that's my sexy tip for number nine: add drawers to things.
2: Pretty good. Well, that 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 uh. That's number eight, I thought. No, that was number nine. Was that nine?
1: Yeah, I've been I've been running them down actually, to keep track.
0: Let me get my daughter. So, she's a very good at counting.
2: All right, well, Tim, uh, you ready to bring us home? I can bring us home unless you have something. Do you have like a really good one, Bill? Or I have I, one. I actually but. do. I, I think it's a good one, and you'll understand why when I say it. Go for it. Um, this is an, uh, So we're talking about enhancing, making sexy, uh, just making the shop a better place to be. And this is this is so apropos and you guys are gonna think I'm cheesy and the listeners are gonna think I'm just plugging away again um, but upgrade your speakers Upgrade Ooh. the speakers in your shop Right not, not only can you listen to reclaimed audio clearer with more bass and boom but um, Maybe upgrading your speakers includes a new set of IsoTunes uh, links I'm just saying I was just gonna say Here's bring it that. home bring it home bill yeah, hey, it's good. Maybe that's what we're doing. We're, we're upgrading the speakers in the shop. If if you have – and IsoTunes, if you're listening, um, maybe you can think about some shop speakers. Maybe some Bluetooth kick-butt shop speakers that we can uh, – I'm just throwing it out there. You don't have to pay me any royalties. I think that's it's like a freebie. the exact opposite of what they're trying to do with like OSHA yeah. certified hearing protection. They're
1: not trying right, to have – Right, but we all want to
2: grow, Tim. We all want to <laughs> learn. We all want to yeah. expand what we do for – are, are are people that, you know, they, they Isotune supports us as much as we support them, and they, they want to support people having kick-butt speakers in the shop to listen to reclaimed audio. I'm just saying.
0: Hmm. You know, since we are the reclaimed guys, I can tell you that a lot of this is just sort of like reclaiming some electronics. So, for example, the speakers that I have in the shop are one of those old, iPhone docks, like it's called an iHome so it was kind of like a Mm -hmm. pretty sizable alarm Mm -hmm. clock and it had a dock for your iPhone well, like that connector doesn't exist for iPhones anymore I think it was back for like the iPhone 4 when it had like the longer skinny connector or whatever but it has an auxiliary in with just a 35 millimeter like regular headphone jack so Mm -hmm. you know, I'll plug in like a music player or whatever and then that's what that's what goes in there now And so Mm -hmm. you can just reclaim old speakers or old stereo equipment, that kind of thing. I'm
1: using a little mini subwoofer and two little mini tweeters. They're Boston Acoustics, and they're from my uncle's computer that he handed down to my wife in the 90s. Um, (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) He bought it in the 90s, and she got it in, like, the early 2000s um and like so he because he got a new computer after three years or whatever and so he gave her this old computer and I, i've had those i've cut the accidentally cut the uh the, the, the jack off of it and I have a new one i'll duct tape on from some broken thing or whatever and they're they're awesome like they're something like almost like 30 you know years i ago. just sound great
2: i can't great. you guys phil you'll probably know who this is um he's a three the 3d printing nerd i think yeah uh and i've met him i met him and hugged him he's a neat guy I think that's the 3D printing nerd. I think it's his channel. But anyway, um, I noticed the other day that he had 3D printed some speakers. And I think what, I didn't watch the video yet, but I think what he did was he he 3D printed a housing and reclaimed some speakers from something else and put them in there. And made some kind of a cool 3D printed housing for it. Um,
0: I don't know this guy, but I just subscribed. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I met him at uh, Maker Faire. what amazed me about him and Berkey and him got into it about some stuff. He was making a, it was like a it was like a crowdsource thing of three D printers guys making this, um, mechanical hand for children who have lost their hand, right? Oh,
0: prosthesis, yeah, mm.
2: yeah. And it was just it was amazing, and, and they just made it better and better and better, and it was cheap enough to be accessible. It was just like free, and the design was out there for everybody. It was like. That was just awesome. So that's that's why I subscribed to his channel, but I just saw the other day about that, that 3D printed how, speaker thing.
0: How do they sound? That that just came out yesterday. I'm curious to hear because usually you wouldn't want speakers housing made out of plastic, so I'd be curious to hear. That's not that true.
2: That. Almost every home theater you got now, speakers right, so are, are in plastic. Boston Acoustics I was just
0: talking about are made of plastic, you know?
2: I mean, yeah, yeah think...
1: audiophiles will, will use MDF or, or wood, yeah. but... But yeah, I mean, most stuff is plastic. You know, I'm not a fan, yeah. but it's not bad. Hmm. So, Interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think I think we did it. We did ten. Let's. Uh, we did yeah. it. Yeah. What was number seven, by the way? Uh, number seven was uh,
2: revisit an old project and redo it. You know what? You're not gonna believe number seven was Apple. You're not gonna believe cause it. Cause that's probably the best one.
0: It. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. That's why. I'm <laughs> incredulous. Mean, yeah. It took me a minute Um, to figure out why you were asking, I remember
2: the title. (laughs) (laughs) Again, the professionalism shows no bounds in our show.
0: Yes. Well, it just doesn't show. Um, (laughs) We did the review. All we
1: have is what we're into, what we we want to talk about.
0: Um, Okay. So what grabbed your attention then? Uh, Let's go to Tim this time.
1: Um, I was uh, running the CNC today, so I plopped on my Isotune links, and I was... Playing and I love the links because you can play loud, like uh, you know you can really like feel the music and versus like the uh, earbuds where it's just like you kind of hear it. You know I, I I like cans over earbuds, but uh, I was playing uh, the band Run the Jewels, and um, they're my recommendation. Uh, I was playing their new album, which got me back to some of their older stuff. And like I'm like a punk rock guy. I listen to the Beatles and like in like like 80s and 90s punk rock most of the time. That's what I'm do in the shop is like the like the Beatles, you know what I mean? Up to like maybe something that like, you know, the year I graduated high school, like all middle-aged men, right? We get kind of stuck in time. And then as a professional musician, I I always kept current because I was forced to learn new songs, but all those songs were always like pop songs and it was just work. And I just like learned them like their dance songs and pop songs and stuff. Um, And then I uh, like, I haven't been doing that for the past five years. So I was like, I'm trying to make this conscious effort to step out of like, Oh, I'm just going to pop in that same old, you know, clash album again or whatever and listen to new stuff and I heard a lot of positive stuff about Run the Jewels and man I listened to the new album and I went backwards. I, then I went back to the original album and went through and I'm hooked. These guys are fantastic mm-hmm. artists. Um and like you know like oh it's a rap band. I don't like rap. I don't listen to rap. That's just get over all those preconceived notions and go listen to like music outside of what you might think you would like. I I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed it. Like I just literally listened to this band all day today. It was great. Run the Jewels. Awesome band if you haven't listened. Run the listened. Jewels.
0: Writing it down. Yeah. Cool. Tim. That was me. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Yes. I was thanking you. thank you uh, <laughs> as a cover-up for forgetting that you went. Bill, uh, your turn.
2: <laughs> Professional. Um, That's right. <laughs> uh, Brett McAfee, Skull and Spade. He hmm. just did uh, a vice restoration. Him and Jesse, Some somebody passed away. They volunteered to go down and help get rid of all these makers, not get rid of, but try and rehome these old tools from this maker. Anyway, one of the ones, and they did, they did a great job. One of the things he brought back was this old vice and the video, I mean, it's it's a vice restoration, right? It's, it's, it's okay, but he is so underrated. The guy, it was just a great video. The background music, uh, his ability to um, voice over what's going on, it was just amazing. I love his voice. The, the kids just... He's good. He's only got like 20 some odd thousand subscribers. It just blows me away. Brett McAfee, check him out. And one of the things I loved about it because uh, he had to rebuild the jaws on one of the device, right? And he's all, well, <laughs> I know how to move metal around. I'm a forge guy. And he is. He, he spent time learning forging when he went to England from Steve House and those, those crazy guys over there on Fools with Tools. Uh, and that's kind of his thing now. He's got a little forge and he can do that. <laughs> he went to make the jaw, right? He tried to forge a jaw for this bias. He's like, you know, sometimes you just got to try something and realize it doesn't work. And then when he kind of showed you this, the, the regular jaw and then what he made, he's like, yeah, we're not going to do that. It just <laughs> came out to be this little round lump of metal. It was funny. <laughs> it was funny. But he did. He welded together some, uh, some, some. Uh, cut some metal and he welded it together some some tool steel and then he heated it up and he kneeled it to whatever you call it when you get it hot and let it cool down and it just came out beautiful uh, so check it out Brett McAfee Skull and Spade um, he's one of the uh, Joshua Tree uh, kids that are all everybody. everybody's moving to Joshua Tree so when I go see the dads when they're when they're in Palm Desert when I go see the dads I'm going to have to try and hook up with Ben or Jesse or Mike or, or uh, Brett and a bunch of other people that are down there check it out though
0: Cool. Nice. Um, I'm going to talk about Scott Turner's video again. It's called Get Busy Sewing, and uh, Scott's channel is called For Me Industrious. And and not only does he sort of talk about sewing and, and really pique your interest and make it feel like it's cool, because everything that he does is cool. Are you waving at me?
1: What happened, Bill? Oh, Bill lost his audio. Sounds like you're... Dear Lord. Did you... Unplug your mic or something? Well, luckily, we can just finish the podcast because we're at the end. So we can finish it with
0: bill. Anyways, as I was saying, I got to tell you, this is not terrible. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so uh, Scott uh, really shows how cool sewing can be and how great his branding is, which is awesome um, because he does a great job of branding and spray painting and showing all that stuff. Um, and I wish I could spend more time talking about how great Scott is, but I think sometimes it's just self-evident. So, uh, thank you very much, guys. Our websites are williamlutes.com, timsway.net, newperspectivesmusic.com, guineapigtanks.com, and of course, isotunes.com slash audio. Don't forget about that reclaim 10 coupon code. Uh, Patreon, show topics twitter itunes reviews we love you have a great week
1: okay then i'll be bill and i'll say bye everybody because that's what bill is he's waving right now as he's trying to get his mic back on and then i'll be tim and say be good